the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, September 26, 19, actually 2015. <laughs> I wasn't even on the air for, what, three seconds before I made my first mistake. Nevertheless, it won't be the first and it won't be the last. Every Saturday from 10 to 12, right here on 960, we talk cars and car repair. It's a call-in radio show, so that means you can uh, participate. Now's the time to call in. Jeremy is running the ship. And he has five lines available, and they're all wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Quality transmission in Tempe doesn't have different grades of repairs. You always, you're always going to get their best effort. They're not the cheapest. They're not the most expensive, but they certainly do good quality work. 90% of their business is from repeat customers and customer referrals. And your transmission has a warranty throughout the United States because they're a member of the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association. So quality will handle warranty concerns on people that end up in Phoenix from a shop that might be in Massachusetts. That's how it works. Quality transmission has been serving East Valley since 1977. And if you don't have a transmission shop or if you have a transmission problem, they'll talk to you and drive your car for free. That's quality transmission in Tempe. Alrighty, I was reading the newspaper, like I always do, and I, got, I came across this article on the Arizona Republic. Survey indicates big gaps in auto safety technical knowledge. Adaptive cruise control has been an option on some cars for almost a decade, but 65% of U.S. drivers don't even know what it is. And part of the reason that you don't know what it is is because each automaker decides to call it something that uh, they like it better. So it's it's a strange phenomenon. They can't even agree on what to call things, but adaptive cruise control is very descriptive. And what that simply means is the car is going to adapt to traffic. So I'll give you an example, because I have a car with adaptive cruise control. I set the cruise control. I'm on my way up to the ranch. I'm going on my way to Payson. I set the cruise control at 65 miles an hour (laughs) because that's the speed limit. (laughs) So I set it at 65. There's two lanes. So I'm in the right lane, and as I come up to a slower car, there's people in the left lane, so I can't pull out, and the slow car is doing 60. My adaptive cruise control will see the car in front of me and slow me down to 60, and if that driver there is not on cruise control and is very in the throttle, I'll follow that car in front of me. So if he speeds up to 64 and backs down to 58, so will I. So it's really nifty when that happens. Now, 
the minute I turn on my left turn signal and get into the other lane where my car doesn't see that slow car in front of me, then the adaptive cruise control will take me back up to 65 miles an hour. I'll pass that car. I'll pull back into the right lane. Of course, no one going to Payson likes the right lane. Everybody's in the left lane. But I'm not going to complain about that now. Adaptive cruise control simply adapts to traffic conditions. It obviously has a sensor in the front of it. Some cars, you can adjust that sensor, how close you want to be to that car. But here's something else that this that this car have has that my wife bought, and, and that's it has emergency braking. So there are times where you'll be going along at 65 miles an hour, and someone will come around you on the left, and then they'll pull in front of you, and then traffic will slow down. Well, before you kind of know what's going on, this these band of red lights on the dashboard just flash in your face and the car will brake itself. The car will apply the brakes up to a panic mode brake application to keep you off the rear bumper and at the same time it's got all kinds of bells and red lights and all kinds of stuff going on to let you know there's danger. It's the same way when you back the car up. When you back the car up, if there is traffic coming from your right or left and you're in, let's say, uh, Home Depot parking lot, and as you're backing out, you don't see this car coming from your right, the car will see that car, it will flash the red lights, and it will apply the brakes. So we have lots of technology. They go on to say that there is a website now and um, the, the I'm going to back up. The University of Iowa received three grants totaling $17 million for this project. The website is mycardoeswhat.org. Mycardoeswhat.org. It teaches driver about new features from tire pressure monitoring systems to automatic emergency braking. So let's talk about tire pressure monitoring systems, TPMS. It's a great idea. It's going to save lots of lives. It's going to save you from having a flat tire. It's going to, it's a, it's a tremendous asset for your cars. However, it's, it is far from foolproof, not because of the system, because of my industry. I'll give you an example. Your car comes with four sensors and we have to identify those four sensors and we can call them A, B, C, D or we can call them red, white, yellow, blue. We can call them Fred, John, Sarah, Renee. We can do all of that stuff. But here's the, the problem. Each one of these sensors that's inside your tire is going to report inflation. Well, we rotate your tires, but we don't tell the computer the red one's no longer on the driver's front. The red one's on the driver's rear. So because we don't tell the computer to reacclimate itself, we don't tell the computer we've rotated your tires. Then you'll get a tire pressure monitoring warning system light, and it'll say your right front tire is low, and you'll check it and you'll go, oh, it's not low. And that's all you're going to do. But you can't do that. You have to check all of them because somebody rotated your tires, and they were too doom lazy to fix and reacclimate your car. And as a result of that, the tire monitoring system is getting a signal from the red transmitter that the tires low the computer looks and says well that red is on the right front so it turns on the red right front light to tell you that you need to address the inflation in the right front but that the red's not there the red's on the left rear so 
in no matter what kind of car you drive, it's always in your best interest that if you get a low air pressure warning light to have all the tires checked. Um, I remember this one lady who was a doctor. She was just a wonderful, wonderful lady. She would have been a wonderful lady no matter what her occupation was. But she had a car that would throw these codes, and we never did figure out because it would it would move around. And there had to be some flaw in the software. There had to be some flaw in the hardware. There had to be some problem with the car. She wasn't really concerned about it to the extent she wanted to spend a whole lot of money. But the idea is is that, that there are times that it's just a situation where you just got to check them all. So that's called Tire Pressure Monitoring System. Automatic emergency braking, I've told you about already. That's where the car actually sees the, the target in front of you. It sees that you're going to hit it, and uh, it flashes lights in your face and then applies the brakes itself. I've had the opportunity to actually test my wife's car because it's an F car, and I can't even say the word because no one in my family for 400 generations has ever bought an F car except my wife. However, she's still my wife, and I forgive her, as, as most people do me. Nevertheless, her car has some really nifty technology to it, and it's fun to drive it. And there are times that I purposely delay applying the brakes to see if the car will actually brake for me. And it's never failed me. Now, she gets a little upset with me when I do that, but it's not that important to me. <laughs> so we talk about lane departure warnings. We've got cameras and sensors on the car that knows where the paint's at, and the paint is reflective. So as a result of these sensors, we can tell you when you depart from the lane. So if you're drunk or if you fall asleep, or if you turn around to uh, address the, the child in the baby seat, if you leave your lane, then the lane departure will warn you with that. Another problem is, is that there's no common denominator on how each car manufacturers warn you. Some of them flash lights, some of them have audio sounds, some of them just simply blink a light on the dash. It would be nice if they'd all get together. Here, here's my, here's my, It'd be nice if they all got together and we just had one oil filter for every car instead of, I think, 300 to 400 different oil filters. It'd be nice if we could narrow down the 500 different tire sizes to maybe 20. <laughs> it would be nice if the air filters would just be kind of the same. It'd be nice for all that kind of stuff, but that's never going to happen. And and it's not going to happen in my lifetime where I think the most the obvious thing is is when we want to talk to the driver, let's mute the audio system, if the, whatever music you've got on or whatever, you know, whatever you're doing on your audio system, and we talk to the driver through that. You have left your lane. You have left your lane. Why not that? Why flash lights in your face? Why not just talk to you? Now, obviously, for the, uh, the hearing impaired, that would be a problem, but I just think for the betterment of everybody, we should have some commonality with all of that. Jeremy, who was the caller? Joe. Joe, good morning to you, buddy. What can we do for you? Good morning, sir. i got to get an upper and lower radiator hose, and uh, they tell me that I should have my coolant flushed at the same time. Well, I had it flushed about a year and a half ago, and it works real clear in the overflow. Does it? Is it necessary to get that flushed again? No. I, I'm with you. If you know for sure that you had it done a year ago, Yeah. And the, and the overflow looks clean, which is normally where we deposit a lot of the debris and the solids. Uh -huh. um, I, I, 
I would. This is. I'm not going to pass judgment on your shop, but this is what I would say to the technician that worked for me that said that. Yeah. I would say, are you just too damn lazy to put a pan underneath that lower radiator hose and go ahead and drain the coolant, change the lower, change the upper, put the petcock back in, and then just take that and get a big funnel and pour his coolant back through a rag back into his car. Uh-huh. Also, so I. I I would ask that question, but I don't think you should ask that question. I think you should just tell him, I don't want to flush it. Save my old coolant, put it back in. Also, he said that uh, I only got 60,000 miles on the car. Also, he said I should have a new thermostat in there. Well, uh, um, I think uh, I always like to turn the question around. And and let me just change your question, Joe. Mark, do you change thermostats on your loved one's cars? your mother-in-law's car, who I love too, um, or your staff or your fleet of vehicles that you own in your business, do you change thermostats as a matter of a routine or do you just wait until they go bad? And the answer is, is I wait till they go bad. It's, it's nice to change the thermostat, but I t- I'm telling you that I think the odds that the old thermostat will be bad are about the same as the new thermostat's going to be bad. So I don't see a benefit there. So to answer your question, I don't change um, my, and I love my family with all my heart, with the exception of a couple of sisters who drive me crazy, but um, I I, I never change thermostats in in routine maintenance. Now, if I'm going to be there and I'm going to do the intake manifold gasket, and the thermostat housing comes off. I say, "Do you want? You got 100,000 miles on it. Do you want me to put a new thermostat in it? Not because it needs it, but because the labor's for free." Yeah. Okay. So you want me to put a new T-stat in it? It's $12.95 more, and most people say, "Yeah." So okay. that's the only time I do it. One last okay? question: What car? Okay. What car could I buy a used car that wouldn't have all that, all those gadgets on there, all those sensors and monitors, and uh, just a car that's a car? Well, I think the first five years of the 2000 decade would be fine for you. So 2000 to 2005, a one owner with all the maintenance records, that would be called a home run. Okay. okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Joe. And when with that, the lines are open, 602-508-0960. Actually, all of them are open right now. 602-508-0960. I'm Mark Salem. We'll be right back. Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots tweets that matter. Vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Bill O'Reilly, The Drudge Report, and Charles Krauthammer, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960 The Patriot. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified, We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May. And I wrote this message.
Andro 400. I really love it. I've lost 50 pounds. I was a size 38 waist. I've gone down to a 32 waist. My mood has changed. I, I don't get stressed out. It gave me so much more energy. It feels like I'm 25. I'm so happy. I'm just a completely different man. Guys, if you'd like to see results like Dave Ryan's, try Andro 400, the safe, inexpensive way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. Summer isn't fun when you're hungry. If only I had a big test today. Or a book report to give. Give me a math quiz. Give me some homework. If your child relies on free school lunches, we can help provide them with free meals this summer. I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll keep my desk real clean. So they can stop worrying about food and start focusing on fun. I'll do extra homework. I'll clean the class pet's cage. I'll skip recess. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. School might end, but free lunches don't have to. Find your local Feeding America food bank for help. Together, we're feeding America. Contact St. Mary's Food Bank Alliance at 602-242-FOOD. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Since 1970 in Mesa, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been providing expert auto and light truck repair maintenance services to his customers in Mesa. Their ASC certified technicians are there to provide you with the highest level of automotive service. And then they follow up with friendly reminders that let you know when your vehicle is typically due for service. It's really easy. It's convenient. And they're close by. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is on Main Street just east of Stapley. South side of the road, Main and Stapley, been around a very, very long time. Real quick, on this newspaper article, I'm going to touch on just two things. Number one, um, by 2018, everybody will have to have a backup camera, and those of us that have them really do appreciate them. The average vehicle in the United States is now 11 and a half years old, which is older than adaptive cruise control. So, the average vehicle in the United States doesn't have adaptive cruise control because it, it wasn't out then, but the average vehicle in the United States is almost 12 years old. That's pretty amazing. And then when they talk about, here's what, here's another thing. Adding to the confusion is the fact that automakers have different names for safety features. Adaptive cruise control in a Mercedes is called Distronic Plus. Distronic Plus. Subaru calls it EyeSight. <laughs> 
So there's a good example of what I'm talking about. Wouldn't it be nice if they all got together once in a while? All right, let's go to the phones. Jerry, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. I got a few questions. Uh, first one is on the toll haul button. I know you use it anytime you're towing a trailer, but how do they define a haul? I mean, what, what are we talking weight wise here? Okay, it has nothing to do with really weight wise. Um, and that's a misconception. The, the tow haul button raises the pressure in the transmission and extends shifts. Here's what you don't want to do. First of all, you don't use the tow haul button unless you need to use it. And here's, Jerry, I'm sure as you've been craw crawling up hills, towing whatever you tow, I'm sure the transmission has upshifted and downshifted on a regular basis. Am I right? Okay, so you're throttling up the hill, and I'm going to do this for the rest of them that don't know what I'm talking about. You're throttling up the hill. So the transmission is shifting up and down and up and down and up and down, and you slow down, and as soon as you get a slow car in front of you, you back off the throttle, it shifts into fifth. And as soon as you give it the gas, it shifts into fourth. So tow haul eliminates that from happening all the time, which saves your transmission many years of life. So don't use the tow haul button until your transmission starts shifting up and down a lot. Then push the button. The transmission will hold the shift longer, and the pressure will be built up, and you won't burn up the transmission, and you won't cause it to, to hate you. But that's what the tow haul button is for. It has to do with shift patterns. Don't let the transmission go into hunting mode up and down, up and down, up and down push the button or what I do is I just pull it into fourth gear and just hold it there and I'm not going to let it shift into fifth gear so you can do both but that's how it works okay my transmission on my truck won't allow me to pull it in the fourth so it's either drive or you go to well when you hit the tow haul button then you get the fifth out of it okay well you could pull it into d3 you could take it out of drive and go into D3 or D2 if you wanted to, but tow haul is an appropriate response to that. Okay. Okay. All right. The other question, if you still have a moment. Is, Say that again. Uh, if you still have a moment, I have one more question. Okay. Go right ahead. Okay. It's on battery. It's supposed to be the positive goes on first, then the negative. Now, yes. Is that simply because of spark, or does that have anything to do with damaging the computer? No. No. Here's what it, it, it's all about. Have you ever had a wrench on a positive cable and hit the ground or hit the fender? Yep. Yeah, it burns up the wrench. It burns up everything. Well, if you put the positive on first and you happen to hit the ground and the ground's not on, then no harm, no foul. So everybody does that. Everybody swings the wrench too far, hits the ground, causes a huge spark. Sometimes the battery blows up. Sometimes the technician is hurt. Positive goes on first because that way, when we put the negative on, as your wrench touches ground, touches a bracket, touches the alternator, touches the radiator, no harm, no foul, ground to ground. It's no big deal. But that's why we put the positive on first. It's because of the potential of us causing an explosion during that process. If the negative went on first, then we'd probably have an explosion if we touch the wrench to a ground on the positive side. Okay, Jerry, thank you very much, buddy. Good questions, okay. good questions. Michael, you're up next. How can I help you today? Good morning, Mark. I was wondering what your experience has been, just out of curiosity, with that gummy, with that syrupy stuff called STP oil treatment. Um, I use STP a lot. Oh my God, I use I Maury's, which is just like it. <laughs> well, there's here's the issue. 
Um, do you have your speakerphone on? Because if you do, I need you to grab the phone. I, uh, um, I've turned off the radio and everything. Oh, thank you very much for that. Thank you. Um, I have lots of old vehicles that consume oil. I have a lot of old vehicles with heavy mileage, and STP and Mori's add it change the viscosity, raise my oil pressure, and protect my very old and worn out and very loose engines. I don't put STP in anything that has less than 100,000 miles. I only use STP and Mori's for those ones that maybe burn oil. Now, I may use 30 weight with some STP, or sometimes I'll go to 40 weight, and there's a couple of tractors I go to 50 weight. So I'm using the viscosity of the oil to help control the oil consumption, oh. and that's all I'm doing. Does that help you? Yes, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, Harold, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, Mark, I, I, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of all the pub publicity out there on this Volkswagen diesel engine dilemma, whereby apparently a few college kids and a professor <laughs> found that, a, that a, some Volkswagen diesels have different emission levels during tests versus on the road. And, of course, the head of uh, Volkswagen's already resigned, and there's many more to come. Can you explain to your audience technically what is going on here and what would probably be the fix for it? Well, the fix is a software fix. As I understand it, and this is early on in this issue, I understand it is, is the software would look at the tires to see if the tires were moving. And if the tires weren't moving, and if the drive axle wasn't moving, or if the car was in park, then it would trim the emissions back a lot. And so it would start shutting off the fuel supply to that diesel engine, so the emissions looked good. However, if the car is doing 45, 50 miles an hour down the road, we know that they're not dragging that emission testing equipment behind them. So it goes to program B. And so when it sees tire spin, it says, oh, okay, well, now we know that they're not testing the emissions because historically they test the emissions when the vehicle is sitting still. So they get in it, they give it the gas, they do an idle opacity, they do a cruise opacity, and then they an opacity is measuring the particulates that's coming out of the tailpipe, by the way. So they do an idle, a cruise, and then a wide open throttle opacity test, and then they pass or failure. Well, if the tires aren't moving, then this software behind the scenes is just tweaking the fuel because it thinks we're being tested. But when we get out on the highway, we open up that valve, and we give you lots of fuel, and we pollute the air a lot, and we drive you down the road with good power. And that's what was going on. It was a software issue. We're just going to fix the software, and there's going to be some people that are going to get fired over this. But I think it's funny. Anyway, we'll be back. We'll talk about this. You stay right there, Harold and George and Ron. Stay right there. We'll be right back. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. 
Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, historian Dr. Steve Carroll returns with his essential Dateline Middle East news analysis and commentary. Learn about the essential news from the Middle East. Dr. Carroll's presentation is not to be missed. Please spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flap. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. All about that well, truth matters here every Saturday from 10 o'clock a.m. to noon. We're talking about car car repair problems. We got uh, Ron on the line, and George, we got George's question answered, and the lines are open. We have four of them, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And you can call in now because that's what we're doing is taking calls. Uh, Action Auto Repair is located at I-17 in Deer Valley, and Action Auto Repair owned by Tom is a great place to do business. They have full-serve auto repair shop. They've served the Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. They have really good technicians. They have an outstanding BMW technician. So whatever your repairs 
needs are, if you'll visit Tom and his staff, he promises quality workmanship, excellent customer service, fast turnaround time. He promises your car is going to be repaired by an ASE master certified technician, and typically they know how to get the job done right. So Action Auto Repair, northwest corner of I-17 and Deer Valley. Great place if you don't already have a place in the Deer Valley, North Phoenix area. Ron, good morning. How can I help you? talked about STP. How about talking about some more additives? What's your opinion of the additives that supposedly will clean your injector? Okay. I hate additives in general. I think that they are a great way for me to take money out of your pocket and put it in mine. I think that there's no measurement of their effectiveness. I think many of them are what we call feel-good medicines. If 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 you put in an injector cleaner in the tank, and if you use this, and if you use that, and there's all kinds of commercials all over the radio about all these things that are going to clean up your injectors, clean up your intake valves, they're going to clean your pistons, they're going to make the inside of your engine look white like it got washed in a washing machine. I say BS. I use it for a symptom. If you have a symptom, I'll use an additive. And Okay, Ron, you bring your car in, and you say, I got a, a hard, hot start. So one of the things it could be is, is intake valve deposits. So I say, Ron, before I spend a bunch of my money diagnosing your car, why don't we put some additive in the fuel tank, run a couple of fuel tank through, and tell me, better, worse, or the same? If Ron comes back and says better, I'm going to... then I'm not going to treat it again. And then if you say it's worse, then i got to really figure out how I made it worse with a gas additive or the problem just got worse on its own. But your car's not going to love you if you put nitrogen in the tires, if you use silicone windshield wiper blades, if you put an additive in the oil, an additive in the power steering, an additive in the transmission, an additive in your cooling system, and an additive in the fuel tank. Your car's not going to love you anymore because your car doesn't care. So additives, if you have a symptom, an additive might be an appropriate thing to try. But to put it in there because you think your car is going to love you and never break down, that's a foolish, stupid idea. How does that sound? All right. Great. Thanks, Mark. All right. Thank you very much, Ron. Additives is, is always an issue. I, uh, I'll tell you what additives do that, that just really drives me crazy. There's all kinds of, of ads uh, in the newspaper and on the radio and on television about all the things it's going to do. Increase your horsepower, increase your torque. It's going to lower your emissions. It's going to raise your fuel economy. It's going to make your motor last longer. Folks, there's no way to prove that. There's no way in God's green earth can anybody prove that. Not to mention the fact that it's going to be, I, they're not going to improve my fuel economy because I drive like an idiot. And usually I'm pulling big stuff. So my fuel economy is in the dumper, and there's nothing that's going to make it better unless I were to back my throttle off and go 45 miles an hour hauling a big tractor up to Payson. So the idea is is that that you can't generally say that. And and no one's going to – I can promise you that I can put you in, in, in behind the wheel on a car in the dynamometer, and I can put – out 400 horse to that to that car, and I can put out 410 horse, and there's none of you that are going to be able to consistently tell the difference in 10 horsepower, which is what two or three percent increase. So the idea is is that that there's just lots of claims that are unsubstantiated, unsupported, 
and it's just a feel-good product. It's the same reason my dad used to say that we wear deodorant. <laughs> we don't, don't want to stink. It doesn't really do anything for me, but it does a lot for the people around me. Well, your additives don't do anything for you. It, it puts money in the manufacturer's pocket, and, and that's really what it's all about. Okay, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them, 602 508 0960. Just remember, 45% of the people didn't know anything about their adaptive cruise control. 65% don't know anything about tire pressure monitoring systems. That's kind of bad. Bill Bennett isn't feeling sorry for Hillary Clinton. Is there ever an instance when you ask yourself, why am I doing this again? Yes, of course, because it really is hard, and it's, it just demands everything. I mean, we're supposed to feel sorry for her because she's running for president of the United States and she's made a $100 million in speeches? Come on. Bill Bennett's Morning in America, weekday mornings at 3, right before Mike Gallagher at 6, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Ever wonder how some air conditioning companies can offer deals that sound too good to be true? Mike Aaliyah here again from Benefit Air to debunk those ultra-sweet deals. You may have heard of the bait-and-switch technique, but did you know that companies offering tune-ups or service calls for less money than the cost of a large pizza are likely to be hiding the real cost in the pricing of every repair item? What's more, they usually pay their technicians on a commission-only basis, which means the technician might be tempted to sell you things that you don't need. At Benefit, we don't hide the cost of our service calls and our pricing, and our techs are not paid on a commission basis. Our flat rate pricing is simple, fair, and upfront. We offer discounts for multiple repairs, too, and we back all of our repairs with a full two-year parts and labor warranty. You don't need the shuck-and-jive sales tactics of companies offering you what you know is too good to be true. You need a fair, honest company that you can trust. 
Call Benefit today at 602-840-9229. That's 602-840-9229 or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back. My name is Mark Salem. Saturdays from 10 to 12, we're here talking about car, car repair. This is an interactive radio show. You're welcome to call in, and the lines are open right now. We've got Glenn and Steve, and so that means we have three lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. IMM Auto Services in the northeast quadrant of Tempe. IMM Auto Services has been around since 1972. They work on cars that nobody else wants to touch. Oh, sure, we'll change your oil and your sob, but when it comes to trying to track down why when you roll the window down, the brake lights come on, you better go to somebody who's worked on sobs before. That's why IMM Auto Service specializes in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos, the cars that make even gray-haired guys quiver. But IMM loves those kinds of cars, and they can do anything to those cars. It's not that they're cherry-picking those cars. They can do anything from an engine swap all the way down to oil changes. They can do it all. IMM Auto Service. David's a great guy. I've shook his hand many, many times. I like him. I trust him. And that's the reason why I'm telling you that if you have a car that he is in his ballpark, you should make friends with IMM Auto Service. Okay, Glenn. Glenn, you're up next, buddy. What can we do for you? Um, I, good morning, Mark. Uh, I have a 2012 Hyundai, and when I first turn the ignition on, I have two brake-related idiot lights, an ABS yes. and then a rectangular one that is the emergency brake light. And so if I pull the emergency brake light or pull the emergency lever on, that light comes on. However, just the last couple of days, I've had an issue. If I'm stopped at a red light uh, in gear, automatic, um, after I take, after I start accelerating, probably 10 feet, the emergency brake light comes on. If I let off on the throttle while the car is still building up speed, the light will go out. It doesn't okay. appear that it has anything to do with the lever. What should I look at? Is the caliper maybe not floating correctly on the pin? No, no, okay. no. First of all, you got to look in your owner's manual because I'm I'm afraid that that light could have many purposes. Is it red or yellow? Red. Okay. It, I'm I'm betting that your Hyundai that that couldn't be a parking brake. And by the way, it's a parking brake, not an emergency brake. But my mom makes the same distinction. The parking brake can be that, but it can also be uneven pressure. It can also be low fluid level. There's a lot of things it can be. You need to look at the owner's manual, identify the light, and make sure that it's only a one-issue light like you think it is when I think it might be two or three issues. So okay. a red brake light can be in a variety of things. It, it can be the lever. It can be the switch at the lever. It can be the brake light switch itself. But until you find out what messages that light may be talking about, then ch you're chasing your tail until you do that. 
if it's uneven pressure. But one of the things that, that you said that, that concerns me is, is you said, you know, you accelerate and then it goes off and this and that. Well, that's a common, that's a common verbiage that we hear when the brake fluid is low. So okay. as you accelerate, the brake fluid sloshes to the back, and when you slow down, it sloshes to the front, and there's a float in there, and oftentimes that will cause the brake light to come on. Right. And and it can and red means a lot different than yellow. Red is bad. Yellow is caution. So that's the, there's a distinction there as well. So look in your owner's manual first, and then you're going to go from there. Okay. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank. Good luck to you. And we'll put down brake light on four. Glenn. Alrighty, and real quick before I get to Steve, um, somebody called in, didn't want to go on the air, and they said that in the days of old, fuel add or gasoline additives, oil additives, any kind of additives to your car were called, were referred in our industry as voodoo in a can. <laughs> That's true, voodoo in a can. However, where I was born and raised in Tempe at at Broadway and Priest in an old Shell gas station. We called it, it started with a P. <laughs> it was poo-poo in a can. <laughs> but voodoo in a can or poo-poo in a can, it's all the same. As far as to put an additive in your car because you think it'll love you more, it's going to last longer, that's a crazy idea. Steve, good morning to you, buddy. What can we do for you? Hey, good morning. And, you know, we talked several times, Mark. Uh, you know, I'm your Ford uh, 7.3 Power Stroke guy. Uh -huh. And you really, when we were talking uh, fuel, engine additives and what have you, I was presuming that the gentleman was talking about gasoline engines, and I don't think you and I have ever talked about some of the diesel additives that, that are out there that do change the performance uh, of the engine, because I've had five 7.3 power strokes in different F-250s and 350s. And I'm more interested I've, in the kind of additives that you want to talk about. Tell me what you're talking about. I don't need a resume, but what I want to know is, is what you put in and tell me what the results were. Uh, better fuel economy, uh, longevity of injectors and injector pumps, and the product is called Stanadyne. Okay. Well, I sell Stanadyne, but I disagree with you. Okay. And so explain to me how you know that it's going to extend the life of your injectors. Well, two, two of our work trucks were identical. Uh, F-250s, one was uh, treated every tank with Stanadyne, and that truck uh, went almost 400,000 miles on two sets of injectors and uh, the second injector pump. The one untreated, um, it used an additional set of injectors and injector pumps. Okay. Um, well, that's not scientific enough. With all due respect, that's not scientific enough. Are they both seven threes or are they both six O's? No, they were seven. They were both seven threes, both okay. uh, nine, ninety-five F two fifties. Okay, but, that, and, that's and, not and, scientific and, enough. Okay. Uh, and, I, I, I mean, I mean, Steve, I, I sell Stanadine. I sell Stanadine, and again, I don't put it in cars and trucks um, on on a maintenance because how much are you paying for a quart of Stanadine? Well, see, I buy it by the half a gallon, and it's about 23 bucks, and it treats 250 gallons of fuel. Okay. And so I, I what does that add market. to your fuel economy, Steve? Well, um, I'm always going to be able to talk louder than you are. Steve, what I, does that add to your gallon of gas? About, I get about a mile per gallon, mile and a half uh, per gallon better fuel economy. Okay. What does that add in dollars, though? You know, I really haven't done the breakdown, you know, money-wise, 
philosophy on, on yeah. that. It was just uh, you know, my fleet guy that, you know, takes care of my trucks. He's kind of a Stanadine believer, and, you know, I don't, he's not making money off of me. He's telling me to buy it online, and I use the Stanadine um, warm weather blend uh, right now, and then when I do head up into the cold country um, during the winter with the fifth wheel, you know, I use the cold cold weather uh, blend. Okay. All right. So, well, listen, and, I, I appreciate you, you calling and doing a commercial for Stanadine, but I don't agree that the data that you have is scientific enough to 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 conclude that one one to one and a half miles per gallon, or that a set of injectors difference between two vehicles over two or three or four hundred thousand miles is good enough. What 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 I I'm not I'm not being mean to you. It's just the idea that we're going to be able to pour something in the tank and we're going to actually make money doing it is an idea that's wrong when it comes to car repair. And I've been doing that for 32 years. And until somebody out there wants to argue with me that does more than 10,000 cars a year, then they're going to have a tough time arguing with what I've got as data. But I agree that Stanadine is a product we use and we sell. So I agree with that. But thanks very much. Do we have anybody else on the line? I'm say caller who? Bill, good morning to you. How are you today? What can I do for you? Good morning, Mark. Uh, I uh, just a quick aside on on your thing about additives. Uh, I worked uh, about twelve years as a mechanic, but six years of that was on uh, construction equipment. And the big thing on diesels, if you keep the fuel clean and you drop the oil, that's going to be the biggest additive you can do. So you know, drop the oil on a regular basis. And yeah. uh, you know, I worked on the big diesels. You know, cat diesels, uh, GM, Alice Chalmer you know, on the, the stationary power plant. And, you know, we never used additives on any of our uh, construction equipment. We just, you know, kept the fuel clean and dropped the oil on a regular basis, and that just kept them going. And, you know, they ran at a constant RPM, you know, to you know to run transmissions. that ran hydraulic uh, transmissions, you know, motor pumps. And, you know, they just ran and ran and ran. But and when you talk about you, you're talking about hours. Give me an idea of what the the turnaround or the the rebuild hours were on some of these vehicles. Oh gosh, uh, you know I uh, thousands of hours. I you know okay. I can't, you know that was back in the '60s and early '70s that I worked on that stuff, and then you know it was, uh, uh, thousands of hours. You know we had okay. those, those little mechanical Hobbs meters on them. And I yeah. can't even remember. We never did rebuilds in my shop. We sent the motors and sent the engines out. So, uh, but you know, the biggest thing was keeping the fuel clean. You know, okay. And you know, and that, that was the biggest thing. That was the biggest. I, thing. And you and you were going. You actually must have been reading my mind because I was going to come back with the break and I was going to say just exactly that. So I'm going to echo what you say. I'm going to say that the guys that have the least amount of maintenance bills pay really good attention on their diesels to the oil change intervals and the fuel filter intervals. And if anyone, and we do probably close to, um, I'm just going to say between a half a million and a million dollars worth of diesel work a year, and the two common denominators that we find 
is fuel filters that haven't been changed in hundreds and hundreds of years, and I'm exaggerating, obviously, and, and trucks that come in, especially the Ford, especially the 6.0, where they decided to go 15,000 miles on a, on a vehicle that, that specifically says that that's twice as much as we want you to go, and some of the 6.0s were calling for three and four and 5,000 mile oil changes, and guys were running 10 and 15,000 miles. Then they would complain about their injectors and their high-pressure pump and their EGR coolers and all this other kind of stuff, their standpipes and all this stuff that goes on with that 6.0. And you just look at them and go, well, why didn't you change the oil? Why is it so muddy in there? Why, when we open up the drain plug, it comes out like, like uh, mashed potatoes with a bunch of hot gravy? Why does it come out plop, plop, fizz, fizz? So I'm going to say, Bill, I agree with you 1,000%. When it comes to a diesel, you better be on your toes with respect to fuel filters and oil change intervals. You have to be. That brings up the caller that called in and wanted to know about VWs. Is, uh, is it still going to be a, uh, a good company? And the answer is yes. I'm not a fan of the VW line because I don't think the maintenance, um, I, I think that the maintenance overwhelms some people on the VW line. I can tell you VWs are slightly more expensive than the rest of the car or many of the cars out there. And, and will it still be strong? And I think VW will be strong. I think this is just a, a bump in the road, really and truly. The, the car makers have been trying to trick the government for years and years and years. VW got caught. And so what? They'll pay the price. They're going to pay their fines. They're going to take all that software out and all that kind of stuff. I've bought a couple of VWs in my life, and I bought them for our rental car fleet. And I regretted that because they had significant trim issues, door handle issues, knob issues, seat motor issues, all kinds of stuff like that. And, and it bothered me because those were creature comforts. And when someone gets in a rental car and the radio knob is broken or the passenger window doesn't roll down or the trim is making noise because it's flapping because the plastic clip broke on it or the outside door handle is sloppy, that's kind of bad. So I'm not a fan of VWs. I don't recommend people buy VWs, but there's lots of people out there that are the antithesis of Mark Salem, and they love VWs. They love the gas motors. They love the diesel motors. They love the fact that it's a German-built car, and then all German-built cars are, are made exquisitely, which I could disagree with for the rest of my life. However, I think the company's going to survive. I'm glad the company um, took the high road. I'm glad the CEO... Uh, said goodbye. Um, I'm glad that they said in the press that they know they're going to get fined. And um, I just don't know how many of their software engineers are going to lose their job, or if anybody. Uh, you know, probably someone will raise their hand and say, it's my fault. I accept full responsibility. They'll fire him or her, and that'll be the end of it. So I don't really know. But anyway, the lines are wide open. Six, five lines, 602-508-0960. You'll have to wait till about three minutes after the top of the hour. 602-508-0960. Every Saturday from 10 to 12 right here on 960 The Patriot, we're talking about cars. And you can also email me if you want, anytime you want, mark at marksalem.com, mark with a K at marksalem.com. We'll be right back right after this. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.